Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is February 24th, and our reading comes from Mark chapter 7. Beginning in verse 1, Mark says this, One day some Pharisees and teachers of religious law arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They noticed that some of his disciples failed to follow the Jewish ritual of hand-washing before eating. Verse 5, So the Pharisees and teachers of religious law asked Jesus, Why don't your disciples follow our age-old tradition? They eat without first performing the hand-washing ceremony. Jesus replied, You hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, for he wrote, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce, and they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. So the Jewish people, the way they got into this situation is when you look at the Old Testament, Over and over and over again, Israel disobeyed God, and then they found themselves in captivity and suffering, and then they would repent, and God would deliver them. But then what would they do? They would disobey God, and they'd be back in captivity. And this cycle happens over and over again. They're slow learners, right? Well, they begin to build all of these traditions out of a desire to avoid breaking the law. So all of these traditions were intended to help people love God. But this is so important to understand. Listen, rules will never cause people to love God. So what is it that causes us to love Him? He first loved us. So the way that we fall in love with God is we see who God is. When we understand who God is, all that he's done, all that he's promised, and the great price he paid to make all of that available to us, then we begin to fall in love with God. It's a romance. As we see who God is and what he's done, he begins to win our hearts. I love how John says it in verse John, we love God because he first loved us. It's not until I see him and I see the way he loves me despite my imperfection, despite my immaturity, despite my failures. But when I see him, when I see his love for me, when I see he's coming after me to win my heart, to redeem my past and to set me on my future. Then I begin to fall in love with God. And the reason that's so important is because it's love for God that transforms a person's life. Listen, this is so important. Religion, rules, laws will not change behavior. There's only one thing strong enough to get a man or woman to stop living for himself in order to love God and to love other people. And that is love. So in this story, kind of the underlining issue is the Pharisees have got these rules, these traditions, these rituals, 
But what they don't have is a love for God. And so all of their rules and rituals, it's really just a show. It's a farce. It's a facade. It's not, it's not about their heart for God. It's about their own prideful religious attempt to prove to God and other people that they're really righteous. And so Jesus gets fired up about that. He says, you've got rituals. You've got all these rules. You honor me with your lips but your heart is far from me. So when God comes in the flesh, when Jesus shows up and he's doing all these miracles and he's teaching the truth, what should be plain and obvious is going right over their head. Why? Because their hearts are closed. And the truth is their heart is closed by all their religion and rituals. Now listen, sometimes in church world, that can be true even today. Uh, my mom and I have talked often about this. My grandfather was a pastor, and in his younger years as a young, zealous, but immature pastor, he was pretty strict on them. They could not watch TV. They couldn't dance. They couldn't wear a bathing suit. They couldn't go to the movies. And some of those things certainly can be dangerous, and we have to be careful, right? But to just kind of make these rules, thinking that that would control your kids' behavior in the direction of their life is just naive. There's only one thing that can get our kids to want to do the right thing, and that is falling in love with us because we're their parents telling them to do those things and falling in love with God. Ultimately, that's the transition we want them to make as they grow up and mature in their faith, that eventually their love for God would begin driving all of their decisions. Rules can't do that. It's a heart issue. And again, this is why the role of the church is so important, is because only the church can help people learn to follow Jesus and fall in love with him so that they gladly embrace his constraints so that they can live in freedom and love God and all the people around them. So that's what Jesus is trying to help the Pharisees, this religious crowd, to understand in our story. Now watch this, verse 9. He says, You skillfully sidestep God's law in order to hold on to your own tradition. So sometimes when we create all of these traditions and rituals and, and customs, then our tendency is to honor what we created, and they even become a loophole for what God actually wants us to do. So Jesus Jesus is going to give them an example. Verse 10, for instance, Moses gave you the law. Honor your father and mother, and anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father and mother must be put to death. But you say it's all right for people to say to their parents, sorry, I can't help you. I vowed to give to God what I would have given to you. And in this way, you let them disregard their needy parents. And so you cancel the word of God, honor your parents, in order to Honor your own tradition. This is only one example, but you do this in a lot of different ways. Well, then Jesus called to the crowd and he said, come listen, it's not what goes into your body that defiles you. You're defiled by what comes out of your heart. In other words, these guys are hung up on washing hands because they think what goes in is going to defile them. Jesus said, no, they're wrong. 
What defiles you is what's coming out of your heart and your willingness to dishonor your parents and to just kind of throw your parents aside when they need your help at the end of life and then blame it on your religion shows that in your heart, there's no love. I mean, this is why John in 1 John says, you can't claim to love God and not love your brother. You can't claim to love God and not love your own family, your own parents, right? And so Jesus is trying to help them to understand your hands are clean, but your heart is dirty. And so watch what he goes on to say. They're asking, what did you mean? I I don't understand. And so Jesus says, verse 18, don't you understand? Can't you see that the food you put in your body cannot defile you? Food doesn't go into your heart. Food goes into your stomach and then passes into the sewer. And by saying this, Jesus is also declaring that all food is clean because food doesn't defile me. It goes into my stomach and out. It doesn't go into my heart, right? And really it's out of my heart that all this other stuff comes, which is what Jesus says. Watch this, verse 20. It's from inside you. It's from your heart that a person has evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these things, all these vile things come from within. They are what defile you. Now listen, this is so important. This is why the church cannot make the mistake of trying to control people's behavior. We don't have the ability to manage our behavior. There's only one thing strong enough to change my behavior and your behavior. You know what it is? Love. Love for God and love for each other. It's my love for God and my love for other people that gives me a desire to embrace constraints. Those constraints are designed to help me love God and other people and to live in freedom. And when I get out of the constraints, then I find myself enslaved, isolated, and destroyed. So there's only one thing that can change a person's behavior. It's when his heart changes. This is also why, and we talk about this so often, I want to say it again. This is why the church cannot make the mistake of thinking We're going to fix America or any other country for that reason by electing the right person and passing the right laws. Now, listen, don't misunderstand. I think Christians ought to vote. I think Christians ought to run for political office. I think Christians ought to do all they can to influence culture. But the role of the church is not to try to create a law in order to control people. Listen, don't we understand this is the whole story of the Bible? God gave us the law. And we don't obey the law. In fact, in Romans 7, Paul says the law only arouses my sinful desire to break the law. Laws do not control people. It's not that laws are bad. But the real hope for America is that the church would help people see Jesus. Because if they can see Jesus and Jesus gets hold of their heart, then everything changes. And until he has our heart, we don't have the ability to behave. So one of the real values as we're going through the Bible, as we're trying to understand and and do this podcast every day, 
is let's look for Jesus. Let's see how Jesus relates to people in this story to understand how he relates to us, how he cares for us, his compassion and mercy for us, his coming after, his determination to have us, to win us, to heal us, to redeem us. And all of those things begin to soften and win our heart. And then we are clean and we want to live to please Jesus, to love God, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much for this word. What an encouraging word, right? God, I pray for every person. Help us to follow you rather than trying to manage our behavior. And trust that as we're drawing near to you every day, opening your word every day, opening our heart to you every day, that you're transforming us, not from the outside in, but from the inside out. God, have our hearts. Renew our hearts. Heal our hearts. Feel and transform our hearts so that we can love each other. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Hope that encourages you. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.